Also, I appreciate you. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
You all have to let me know when I can start. I would like to say good morning to everyone. My name is Felicia Hamilton and I will be a moderator for this session. Welcome to another lecture given by members of the Southfield, Michigan class. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Mary Clifford Kimball, in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in 1997. At this time, I would like to introduce you to the Dean of the Southfield, Michigan class, Dr. Marvin Lewis. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the word or son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The apostle Paul filled with the Holy Spirit tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim 
is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means Elohim is the title our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither the Greek language, the Hebrew language, nor the Latin language had any characters or letters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our father and his son. Christ is a title, just like Lord and God. <clears throat> Yahweh is pure spirit. And in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize itself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being, that is, having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelation. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given unto salvation and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we must ask ourselves is, what was the name of the savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place holy place, and a court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe 
is made and operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary aims and constitutional objectives of the school is as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh our Elohim as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstitions, skepticisms, and ignorance. Learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained, there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua, the Messiah. And 10, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua, the Messiah, with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace, and our slogan is speak the truth. At this time, we would like to have the class dedicated in prayer by Dr. Shirley Nelson, followed by scripture, which will be Daniel, the third chapter, read by Dr. Lauren Lewis. Good morning, class. Let us all bow our hearts and our minds in a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father, Yahweh, we so graciously thank you this morning. We're so thankful for the ability to be able to come to class today, and to gather once again and see those brethren who we haven't seen in a while. We're thankful to be able to have the opportunity to once again preach your gospel. Preach your death, your burial, your resurrection. We thank you for the strength that you have given us these days. We thank you for the endurance that you allow us to have. We pray that you continue to shine your mercy on us and to give us grace, your grace, 
that will allow us to endure this age that we're in. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for all things. And with that, let us all say hallelujah. I'd like to say good morning to the class. And I'll be reading out of the King James Version, substituting the true names where appropriate. That's Daniel, the third chapter. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold, whose height was threescore cubits, and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon, then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent together, together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Excuse me. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Therefore, at that time when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and the languages, fell down and worshiped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Wherefore at the time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, has made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the providence of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do you not serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? 
Now, if you be ready that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that Elohim that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our Elohim, who we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. These men were bound in their coats, their hoses and their hats and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of Yahweh. Then Nebuchadnezzar came to excuse me. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake, and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High Elohim, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire, and the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together, saw these men, upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was a hair of their head singed. Neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the Elohim of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who have sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own Elohim. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the Elohim of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other Elohim that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the providence of Babylon. That was Daniel, the third chapter. Hallelujah.
in this great and beautiful gospel. And before we get started, we'd like to remind the class that the restrooms are out to your right if you're going out. And to keep your mask on while in the room, unless you're caught on the speaker read. And we'd like to acknowledge some visiting brethren with us. We'd like to acknowledge Dr. Cynthia Overton, Dr. Kenyatta Richmond, and Dr. Lisa Austin from our Detroit class. We're always happy to see you with us. We really do appreciate when you come out to join us. And we have more brethren coming in, so we will announce them after we announce our, our next speakers and our other brethren. We got a lot of people here today, so it's always so good to see you guys. Half your faces, but I know who you are just by the, the upper half. Um, and for our first speaker of the, e the afternoon, we're very happy to call from our Detroit, Michigan branch, Dr. Cynthia Overton. <clears throat> it is always definitely a pleasure to be amongst the brethren and be uh, <clears throat> where the gospel, the true gospel of this kingdom is being preached. And um, this morning when I got up, I said, oh my goodness, I know if I go there, they're going to call me on the floor. But, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's a pleasure to have the something to say. If if it's a lot or if it's a little bit, to have something to say about our Heavenly Father as he really is and actually exists is definitely a blessing. And like the, the scripture that we just read about uh, <clears throat> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, to have that strong of a faith, see, to, is to know him. Now, in order to have that type of faith, then you got to know that, that that power is there or that you have that avail because just to walk into a king's palace or like as a result of this vision, Dr. Kinley taking his vision into the Vatican or sending out the textbooks to the presidents and all of the dignitaries and all the people in so-called power and not be afraid, see, because he had faith in what he knew to be true because it came directly from the creator himself. See, this is not a fly-by-night organization here. This school was founded upon a vision, a divine vision, not just a vision, not just something that somebody just talked about, but a divine vision. And after the vision, he was given a revelation or the things that he saw it were revealed to him to give him an understanding of what he saw. See, and in 1967, in 1931, in 1997 and 70, these schools, he sent men out and these schools were set up so that the gospel could be preached, the true gospel, which is the death, burial, and resurrection of Yahshua, the Messiah. See, coming into these schools and learning the truth that your heaven, that we are made in our in the Father's image after his likeness. They've always told us that in churches. Oh, you made in God's image 
after his likeness, but they never tell us how. See? They always tell us, you know, in the name of the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, or Lord, the God, and uh, the Holy Ghost, but never give you a name. See, coming into these schools, you're introduced to the Creator Himself. You're introduced by a name, and the name is Yahweh. So again, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we have to have that same faith. Someone could give me that in uh, Hebrews, that Hebrews 11 chapter uh, regarding what faith is. <clears throat> That's Hebrews 11. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 11 and 1. Mm -hmm. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now see, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The substance, like Yahweh Elohim. See, he is the substance. He's the source, the limits, the bounds of everything. The question is why? Everyone in the world right now, they want to know why. Why is all of these things going on? What, why? Well, Yahweh is why. See, he is the reason, the cause and effect of it all. Read on, please. For now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, mm -hmm. the evidence of things not seen. The, read that again. <laughs> sure. Now, faith is mm -hmm. the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Read. The evidence of things not seen. And the evidence of things not seen. See, not this that we're looking for. We're hoping to get a new car. We're hoping to get a new house. Or, oh, you know, the people say, I'm going to pray for you to get a house. No, no, mm-mm. <laughs> you know, no. See, because it's when when you're hoping for something that's physical, it's not going to do you any good, even in this physical life. In reality, see, the hope should be for to have something of substance, something that's going to last forever. It's the invisible things. Read, please. For by it, the mm -hmm. elders obtained a good report. See, the elders attained a good report. And I can say, the, the, through the men that were sent through with Dr. Kinley and the others that he sent, Dr. Gill and, and, and you know, and Dr. Higgins and, oh, just the, the multiplicity of the men that were sent, Dr. Embry, John Domitz, <laughs> you, you know, those men that have accepted and understood and learned this gospel, see, there's power in that. And there is power in the faith that those three men had. But when that, he, they didn't care about getting thrown in the fiery furnace. Like when you out here in the world and my kids tell me, Mom, don't say no, don't say nothing about that. Listen, I have to. There are times when I won't, because I'm not giving it at that time. But when the spirit speaks and said, I want you to tell this person about this guy, you better I'm afraid. See, I fear Yahweh, because I know he's real. I know that Yahshua, the Messiah, see, is, my, is the savior. He is our savior. That was Yahweh Elohim taking on the shape and form, see? Yahweh in his pure spirit state, we can't understand him. So he loved the world. He loved us enough to take on a shape and form, to give visions unto men so that we could understand him. And then he further 
manifested himself right in a physical body. Yahweh Elohim, the creator of the universe, <laughs> just got in Mary's womb and delivered himself so that he could deliver the people. See, because it was by his blood that we could receive life. It wasn't Jesus Christ. We're not going to give honor to someone or something or someone's imagination for what really happened. If you came and handed me a hundred dollar bill, John, I'm not going to say, thank you, Marvin. <laughs> I'm not going to run out and tell the world, Marvin gave me a hundred dollars when I know John did and vice versa. I ain't going to say, if John, if Marvin gave me a hundred dollars, I'm not going to go tell him John gave it to me. See, give the honor, the glory where it's due. Because then the glory is Yahshua, the Messiah. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection. Someone go ahead and go to First um, Corinthians, the 15th chapter, where it defines the gospel. And, and, you know, the world doesn't know that it's all written way before what they call the New Testament. It didn't start there. That's not the gospel. The, the Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. See, the gospel is, go ahead and read for me, please. That's 1 Corinthians mm -hmm. 15 and 1. Yes. Moreover, brethren, mm -hmm. I declare unto you the mm -hmm. gospel, mm -hmm. which I have received, mm -hmm. and wherein ye stand, okay. by which also you are saved, Yes. if you keep now, in memory what I've preached unto you. All right. Can you go back and read that again? That's 15 and 1, 1 Corinthians. Mm -hmm. Moreover, brethren, mm -hmm. I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you. And this is Paul preaching unto the Corinthians. Read. Which also you have received, and wherein ye stand. See, this is the gospel that he's preaching, that we have received, that wherein you receive, and where you stand. See, you can stand in this. This is foundation. This, this is not just... Uh, something that somebody came up with. See, this is not a matchbook house. You know, you can the, back when you're a kid and you put the the the, uh, the uh, toothpicks and build a house. You know, and and your big brother could come and just slap it down. See, but you can't just slap this down. See, and and, and this this teaching has so much power that it it, it can raise a man from the dead. Naturally so. Mm -hmm. But guess what? The important raising of the dead is from the spiritual. Right. Because once we take off these bodies, see, we want to go to heaven now, like that, like the aim says, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah. See, don't wait until after you're gone because it's too late. You got to know him now. And that's what's being preached in schools to teach the to teach the gospel, to preach the true gospel. You know, they're still teaching the, the world is still teaching the wrong thing, but they'll slip in Yahweh. They'll slip in Elohim, you know, because then it seemed like, oh yeah, that's what them people is teaching down there at that school. No, it's not the same. Because just like back there in the garden, where <laughs> Lucifer see. He twisted what was said to the woman 
and she ate, she partook, you know, sounded good. Just like it seemed right to be up this morning going to church, you know. But who would have ever thought that that's the biggest deception that there is? How else could Lucifer deceive the whole world? The whole world accepts the Lord God and Jesus Christ. Even the Muslims, even all of the other ones, <laughs> even the ones that they love the devil. They, they'll fight you about Jesus. If you tell them that, that, is, that that's not the Savior's name. Read please. Mm -hmm. Second verse, mm -hmm. by which also you are saved. See, by which also you are saved. Having that faith, that's what saved them men in that fiery furnace. And there's so many stories like that. Well, Daniel in the lion's den. See, you know, Yahshua has always been, he ain't gone nowhere. You know, they looking for him to come back, they missed it. <laughs> See, but it now... If it's him in you, read, please. Mm -hmm. By which also you are saved. By which also you are saved. Mm -hmm. If you keep in memory. You keep in memory. What I've preached unto you. See, what I've preached unto you. The things that you hear, that we've heard, that we come to learn by the, by the preaching of this gospel. See, that is what will stabilize you in this today and age. This is what save us, keep us alive, read. Mm-hmm. Unless you have believed in vain. Unless you have believed in vain. Do you believe that Yahshua, the Messiah, is your Savior? That mm -hmm. Yahweh, that the Father is Yahweh? That he took on the shape and form as Elohim and then manifested himself in the flesh as Yahshua, the Messiah, and redeemed the world? You got to believe that and, and know that for sure. Please get um, John 17 and 3. That's John 17 and 3. Mm -hmm. And this is life eternal. See, now this is what life eternal is. The Bible itself defines life eternal. Those that are in church today, they're telling them a whole nother story. Anything but what's written. Everything that we learned that we was told, the doctor Henry used to say all the time, you ain't, you, everything that you learned was wrong. And Others, Dr. Everything you learned was wrong. And all of us, anybody who thought they knew something wasn't trying to accept that. Really? Everything? Everything. It's the total opposite of what we thought was righteousness. Righteousness is not physical. Really. Mm -hmm. And this is life eternal. Mm -hmm. That they might know thee, that they might know the only true L, the only true L, and mm -hmm. Yahshua the Messiah, and Yahshua the Messiah, whom thou hast sent, whom thou hast sent. See, he, yeah, the blood of the Lamb of Yahweh is is what is affording us today life eternal. And in order to have that, you got to know what it is. See. And that's why I'm so thankful that these are schools where we can learn about our Heavenly Father. Everything we thought we knew, forget it. Throw it in the garbage can when you walk in this door. Because, but you're going to get a replacement. And it's going to be with, with substance. It's going to be something that you can use. It's just like uh, leaving you an inheritance. From a physical standpoint, a, a billion dollar inheritance is beautiful, but you can't take it with you. 
But see, after this, this here is going to continue on. If you receive the truth, you receive Yahshua, the Messiah. See, that's what's going on. Like those children of Israel that went over the River Jordan. See, it was the offspring. It's, it's that spirit within that's going to survive it. Not these physical bodies. That's it after that, as far as the physical body is concerned. Read. And this is like eternal, mm -hmm. that they might know thee. Mm -hmm. The only true L mm -hmm. and Yahshua the Messiah whom thou hast sent. The only true L and Yahshua the Messiah whom thou hast sent. See? Well, first of all, <clears throat> before you know anybody or anything about anybody, you got to know their name. That's the first thing is to know their name. I was sitting at a table yesterday with some ladies and the <clears throat> lady said, you know, she was, uh, she heard this voice, you know, and you know, the Bible says there's some still small voice you hear in there, you know, that's the Lord. And, and then, and then the preacher, he, you know, he, he uh, told me, yeah, that's right. That was the Lord talking to you. I said, well, are you sure? And, and as a matter of fact, what was his name? What was, what was the name? Because Lord is not a name. God is not a name now. So that voice that you heard, do you know what the name of that voice was? Did you hear the name when he talked to you? Did he tell you what his name was? I said, because you guess what? It could have been the devil. Oh. You see, you got to know the difference. Yeah, there is two mysteries in operation. It's not here. Oh, okay. So. You got the mystery of Yahweh and the mystery of iniquity, see? And it's a fine line. It's, it's hard to tell if you don't have some kind of a vision to see beyond the flesh. You have to be able to see beyond a person's natural look because that's what got Eve. Oh, Lucifer, he was good looking. He's gorgeous. He's beautiful. He was made a beautiful, angelic angel. He's great to the eyes, just like some of us, you know, a, a good looking man. And <clears throat> you can make a big mistake sometimes if you don't do a little investigation. <laughs> See? And so, and these schools are set up. So, and teaches us to investigate to investigate the unexplained spirit law. How do you investigate something that's unexplainable? <laughs> you know, how do you see something invisible? Read on, please. I have, glor I have glorified thee on the earth. Mm -hmm. I have finished the work which thou gavest me mm -hmm. to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. And could you get also for me, uh, John 14 and 26, please? You want me to continue here or go over to the next one? Uh, if you could just finish that last verse and then go over to the mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. You see, he manifested his, his, the name Yahweh, just like those uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They, they, they believed in Yahweh Elohim. See, that was where the power lies within the men. And Yahshua gave men power to become sons and, and learning and knowing and understanding him as he really is. It gives you that power 
to become a son of Yahweh. And what, I mean, what more can we ask for? Read. Mm -hmm. I have manifest thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Mm -hmm. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known mm -hmm. that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. Mm -hmm. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I so pray for you, them. If you believe that, mm -hmm. if you see that, just like what he just said, you understand that it is Yahweh. That is him. He got into a physical body and walked around and performed all these miracles, raised men from the dead, you know, healed men from a natural standpoint. And they still, they still killed them. Well, they had to. See, because it started, it was written where they don't tell us. Well, to go to the law and to the testimony, see the law being the first five books of the Bible and the testimony being the next 34. See, Yahshua, he said, I am coming the volume of the book. See, back there, we get back there, uh, just a quick story about the uh, the children of Israel when uh, Moses, you know, went to them after Yahweh revealed him his himself to him, revealed his name to him and told him to go down there uh, to the land of Egypt and tell Pharaoh to let his people go. Now, just like Dr. Kinley, just, you know, walking up in the Vatican and telling him, get, telling him what, rolling these charts down, showing him what, who he really is. See, that takes a lot. That's some power right there. See, but he had that faith, you know, just like the children of Israel, you would think uh, they're going to fight a war that you should have some physical arms or some guns, some knives or something. <laughs> and he come and tell them to take out a lamb. Now, why would that, would it, would it have to be a lamb, a male lamb without spot or without blemish? Because Yahshua, the Messiah, him being that male lamb the, from the foundation of the world that you heard in the moderation, see, <clears throat> he was without spot or blemish. He was without sin, see. When Pontius Pilate took him in front of them, he said, this man, he, He's without sin. I find no fault in him. Because it's just he's fulfilling the scriptures. The, the little lambs, they so meek. They're so humble. They follow anybody. They'll follow their peers, their friends. See? But they only going to hear one voice. They're going to hear the voice of their shepherd. It could be two or three other shepherds out there, but the one, the voice that they know, that's who they're going with. They're not going to follow another, but they will, they can get swayed. See, and we don't want to get swayed. We want to keep this gospel just like it was given to us. Preach it. The death, burial, and resurrection of Yahshua the Messiah. I know I'm kind of jumping a little bit, but just trying to get to the point that, see, and which is all it is, is that your only hope of glory is in him. We can get that also in Colossians 1 and 26, but go ahead and read where I had you at. I pray for them. Mm -hmm. I pray not for the world, mm -hmm. but for them which thou hast given me. See, I pray for not for the not. world. He prayed for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He was there with them. When the king came, he's like, I thought we only threw three in here. <laughs> I'm seeing another. Mm -hmm. See, read. 
I pray for them. I pray not for the world, mm -hmm. but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. Yes. And all mine are thine, and mm -hmm. thine are mine, and mm -hmm. I am glorified in them. That's right. If you his, stay his. Mm -hmm. Continue to be his. Learn all you can while you can. The textbook is still good. The Bible. That's right. The dictionaries. Think the tools that were left through this divine vision and revelation, these charts, these things that you see written here. This is what we need to keep us stable and continue to keep you strong in the gospel when you ain't got to be scared to preach at somebody's funeral or, oh, no, this is not the time or the place. Well, what better place is it? Mm -hmm. See? We can we have received life after death already. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we ain't dead yet, but we were dead when we walked in these doors. But that death, that second death, that's the one that you want to be able to overcome. And it's Yahshua, Colossians 1 and 26, please. Colossians 1. Mm -hmm. And 26, mm -hmm. even the mystery mm -hmm. which have been hid from ages and from generations. Yes. But now it's made manifest mm -hmm. to his sons. Now it's made manifest unto his sons. And if you come into this, teach this teaching and being uh, immersed, being baptized in the name, <laughs> Yahweh, Elohim, Yahshua, the Messiah, in the name, Understanding that the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Yahshua and the ascension. Read on, please. Mm -hmm. To whom Yahweh would make known what is the richest of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, mm -hmm. which is the Messiah in you. The Messiah in you. Mm -hmm. See, the Messiah in someone else is not going to do you any good other than now. Nah, you you can receive information the through another vessel, but the ultimate, the bottom line is Yahshua in you. Mm -hmm. See, that's why you gotta have that faith. You gotta have the same faith like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and like Daniel. See, we gotta have faith like that. Believe in this teaching, and this teaching will give that to you if you dedicate your give dedicate your heart and soul and mind because i mean there's nothing else yeah. the last mm -hmm. to whom yahweh would make known what is the richest of the glory of this mystery among the gentiles mm -hmm. which is the messiah in you the, the hope of glory you. that's our hope of glory folks and thank you for the opportunity <laughs> I'm so happy to be here and be amongst the brethren. It's great to be back sitting in a classroom and reading, seeing the charts and the smiles and the love because the love, I tell you, it's nothing better than to receive true love from true brethren. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Overson. That was very pretty. And before I announce our next speaker, I'd like to acknowledge another brethren from our Detroit, Michigan class, and that's Dr. Pandora Andrews. Welcome, Dr. Andrews. And for our next speaker of the afternoon, we're happy to call Dr. John Domus.
Good afternoon. Ms. Julie, good morning. Good afternoon somewhere. Good morning here. Uh, I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to see this room full of those that want to be here. And this ability to meet in what you call in person is, of course, been affected by the events in this world. And we have to roll with those punches, right? This is Yahweh's purpose and his doing. Um, I'd like to get started. I do have some things to say. Um, I don't have a prepared. I don't have a prepared script. <laughs> it's right here. I don't read by a script. We'll turn around. There, there it is. If you understand. Okay, I want to get something off you real quick. And I love my sister, Cindy. I appreciate your, your testimony. Um, I, um, I am not sent. However, I'm not a civilian either. Now, you can't tell by looking at me. And I don't care if people can't tell because it's really better that they can't tell. If they could tell what was in you, you might not be in too good of a shape in terms of how the world will respond to you. So the founder even said the Holy Spirit is hiding physical bodies, referring to himself and others. But you can't run around saying I'm the Holy Spirit. First of all, nobody will believe you. Second of all, somebody might want to kill you thinking they're doing the Lord a favor or a service. But let me say this, let's use the book. Um, let's get John 6 and 26. Now, this is for instruction in righteousness and it's all in love. John 6 and 26. It's really not 26 what I want, but it's... Uh, yeah, you can start there. I want 28 and 29, but you can read up to it. All right, John 6 and 26. Yahshua answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Ye seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath Yahweh the Father sealed. Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of Elohim? Good question, right? It's a big one. Because he's going around there healing the sick. Uh, he raised the dead. He has fed them. And that's why I say, you're not following through the words I'm telling you. You want something to eat, which is what? Physical. A physical blessing. And so they're following him droves. So they finally ask him, what must we do to do what? What? This is the question. Big question. 28th verse. Then said they unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of Elohim? Yahshua answered and said unto them, this is the work of Elohim that you believe on him whom he has sent. All right, that's what I want. Work is to believe. Now, is belief a work? See, they asked for what work can we do? And he told them you have to believe, which is not the same as a work. Not, I mean, see, under this law, 
the law of carnal ordinances, they did have works. And you read in Exodus, the Ten Commandments and Leviticus, all of the things. See, this law governed their life like everything. Now, you have a couple of groups that live that way. Now, the Hasidic Jews and the very, very extreme Muslims, their laws govern every aspect of their life. Right? I mean, I'm not joking. I mean, they can't do the stuff we do. If you're a woman, you're walking around with your head uncovered, they can't do that. That's wrong. Their lives are governed by that. So what work can we do? Now, by the way, Hasidic Jewish women wear a wig on their head because they're not allowed to show their hair in public. And some of them even shave their head bald and then wear a wig on their head in public. Now, they said, what work must we do? Now, if I just reflect back, they're still under the law. Didn't he give them a bunch of them? I'm just asking, were they doing them? Yeah, maybe yes, maybe no. What work must we do? Believe on he who was sent. Now, he's standing right in front of them. Did they believe that? That was not disclosed to them. And, and in the scriptures, it was prophesied that they would not know the time of their visitation. So he, Yahweh has sent him. And the previous speaker correctly said how Yahweh came down from pure spirit into a shape and form, and then in due time was made flesh. And he's come down to work the works of Elohim while it is yet day. And one of those works, the main one, is to fulfill all the sacrifices and all the works under this law. And the new system that we're under now is faith through belief in Yahshua and the Messiah. And that's the work. We have to work the work of he who was sent. Now listen, this is what I say, because I know I've been through this. The only person the only one that I believe who was sent is Joshua the Messiah. But, like he was sent into Dr. Kinley, he said he received the Holy Spirit. Now that changes a man or a woman. I don't care what they were before. And listen, we were a bunch of damn devils before. Excuse me. We were negative spirits. Or if you were in a negative spirit, you had the remnants of his garbage in your brain telling you what to do. See, most people don't know they've been infested with his doctrines. And these doctrines, I like looking at this chart. See, you're reading from Daniel the third. In Daniel the second chapter, you know, Nebuchadnezzar has this dream and he doesn't, well, heck, you forgot it. But it bugged the crap out of him, so he demanded his wise guys, wise men, sorcerers, magicians, Chaldeans, to tell him. He said, "Well, at least, at least you got to tell us what it was first. He goes, "Uh-uh. You tell me what I dreamed, you wise guys. Now, this is this is what kings could do. You presidents can't do this anymore. I'm going to kill all of you." and your homes and your families and make them a dung heap. And in case you don't know what dung is, it's a dung heap. They go, oh, 
So he raises up Daniel and Daniel tells him, Yahweh gives Daniel, Daniel goes, give me some time. And Yahweh showed it to him. Now that's what he's doing for us through this vision is he's showing us his purpose. A little bit at a time. And he shows them, now he sees this image. That, that's what was in um, his dream, Nebuchadnezzar. And he's, he's the king of Babylon, which was the greatest empire of that time. In fact, they had even taken Jerusalem captive. See, Daniel's in captivity. In the, now, he's in the king's court. He's doing good. But he's in captivity. And he shows him that each one of these, this head of gold, he tells Nebuchadnezzar, you're this head of gold. And everything, everybody on the earth bows down to you and obeys your word. And there's going to come one after you. Now, this is the one kind of he missed. There's coming one after you. Kind of missed that after. It's going to be silver. And then there's going to be brass. And then there's going to be iron, which is going to grind into powder, but it's going to be mixed with clay. So what is, and I, I looked up the word, I, you know, image, an image is a doggone idol. This is an idol. And these nations, see, these are, see, I'm a preacher of the gospel of the kingdom. And these were kingdoms on the earth, and every last one of them was satanic. None of the, even though Yahweh allowed them, not one of these recognized Yahweh's will and way. And see, he didn't reveal his will and way to them because he revealed them to Israel. They are the ones that had the oracles. Nobody knew jack about Yahweh except Israel. And if they wanted to come in, they could become, man could become circumcised and bow to those ways and become part of the children of Israel. And they had to learn those ways and do them. Other than that, the, these, these kingdoms didn't know Yahweh. So what is, in the very next chapter, what does this man do? He builds an image of gold to himself. And that's not what Daniel told him, to build an image. So Nebuchadnezzar took it physical. Hey, I'm the head of gold. Let's make a nice big image of gold. And when you hear the music, bow down to it. Now, that's, that's not exactly what Daniel told him to do he just told him what's going he, what he told him of the kingdoms of the earth this is what's going to happen till a stone comes and hits him at the feet and brings that entire down and see this is going to become in that second chapter it's an everlasting kingdom these are temporary kingdoms and boy they were great and these kings were great and their word went brought up before the king you did something wrong kill him boom dead that's the power those kings had and they exercised it but one by one Yahweh took them down until the 4,000th year Yahshua Messiah comes in and he's that stone that hits the pagan Rome and then the founder is the stone that hit papal Rome nobody in this world spoke out and explained the Roman Catholic Church and tell him. And as we were told, he lived to tell about it. You just don't do that. 
If you know who, if you know what they've done, you just don't do that and live. I'm not go through the crusades. So he goes and builds a, something to himself. And then what does Yahweh do? Takes him all the way down. He's in the field on his hands and knees eating, eat, eating grass. He's the doggone king of Babylon until he would recognize Yahweh. So I'm, that's just a little, I wonder. I like stuff like that. Now, it's, those are types and shadows bringing us up. Joshua said it greater than Daniel, or wiser than Daniel, and so forth. That was him. Now, he said to believe on he who was sent. Now, I'm going to come back to this. Now, she called Colossians 1.26. You got to match those up. Because when Joshua told them, believe on he who was sent, they were still in this age. And the Holy Spirit had not been poured out because he had not died, buried, resurrected, tarried, and poured out his Holy Spirit. So they're still under the law and carnal mind. See, under the law is carnal mindedness. But he gave them a way to worship him. And he gave them sacrifices on the altar to forgive their sin. But this is what Hebrew says, is that uh, these, these sacrifices were not enough to take away the consciousness of sin. See, that's what this age of the Holy Spirit is all about, is to change us from the inside out. And we don't need to wear the rules on our phylacteries and have a box on our head. They had so many rules, they had to write them down to look at them. And, and, and they tried. But this law is to guide the man psychologically in spirit through his heart and mind to have the nature and the disposition to worship Yahweh. How? In spirit and in truth. And they were not worshiping in spirit and in truth. So the gospel of Yahshua the Messiah is that he has to die, he has to bury, he has to resurrect, in order to fulfill these sacrifices and ordinances that they couldn't do, he came in and said, I am sent and I'm going to do them. Now, they didn't understand that. And it really took to this age for Paul to reveal he died, buried, and resurrected according to the scriptures. They didn't understand that. They just said, oh, man, he died. I, I want to get that, too, when they're walking on the way to uh, it's in uh, what Mark, Luke 24, 27. But we're not going to read that yet. Because see, they didn't know what he was doing. They saw him. See, that's a vision. When the Holy Spirit comes into him, that's the revelation. He died for my sins. And it took him some time to realize, I don't have to do the law of Moses. Now, they've been doing it for 1,400 years. That's hard to stop. Heck, if he smoked cigarettes for 40 years, it's hard to stop. Right? All right. Colossians 1 26. Colossians 1 and 26. Mm -hmm. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations. Now hold on. Hold on. See, now founder brought this out. If Yahweh wants to hide something, he hides it in a mystery. And you are not smart enough 
you dig that out. So I use this one example up in land. You see, I hide something behind this chart. Well, you could say, okay, it's hidden in this room. So you start looking. Ah, there it is. You hid it behind the chart. Well, when Yahweh hides it, he hides it in a mystery. You don't understand no mystery until it's revealed. And this age of the Holy Spirit, this one thing Dr. Welsh brought out so eloquently is the first verse in Revelation. It is the, this, this gospel is the revelation, not, not plural, singular, the revelation of Yahshua the Messiah. That we need to know that. Because that is the salvation of Yahweh. That is our, our ability now to relate to our creator in spirit and in truth and without guilt. See, these other religions, you're always sinning. You always have some penance to pay. And they've made these, um, there's a word for it. You got to get baptized, this, that. They make these rules. And you're always breaking them. And you're always in trouble and you're always asking for forgiveness. Well, he came to make an end of sin once and the end of the age, he made an end of sin once for all. And all means Jew and Gentile. The Gentiles were crazy. Gentiles still are crazy, but it's spiritual now. See, he made an end, he made an end to the law, he made an end to sin. Now, the righteousness that we want to point out is in him. All right, now I'll let you read. So he hid it in a mystery. What is this mystery that he hid from ages? That means Noah, Abraham, all the ones you read about. Now, no, I'll say Moses saw it. I have to make one exception, but that's a whole long lecture there when he came down from the second trip. He saw down the Pentecost. And he couldn't tell Instead, he hands them a new set of stones and tells them to do it. But um, read. 26 verse, even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his son. Now is made manifest to everybody. Only his sons know this. That's what, what she's going to read is what makes us his son. He's adopting us, but he's got to do something to us. What is, what is this that he's made known to his sons? To whom Yahweh would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is the Messiah in you, the hope of glory. The Messiah in me? Cindy, Sister Cindy, Jesus is in heaven. Don't you know this? He's going, no. That's what you used to think. <laughs> yeah. I never heard, no, this is 50 years later. First time I heard that, I mean, I didn't get up and make a motion or nothing. It, it floored me. I never heard in all, I went to church, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, a lot. I never heard that Jesus was in me. Once. Did you? So we're teaching 
this gospel is teaching, the Holy Spirit is teaching the exact opposite of what the world teaches. And it makes us look wrong. But it's a mystery. Now, I, what I do is put those two together. Yasha said, believe on he who was sent. What do we do to work the works of Elohim? What can I do to make God happy? What can I do to make God not mad at me anymore? What can I do to not go to hell? I, I'm giving you different ways to believe on he who was sent. Well, we're on this age now. See, in this age, the Holy Spirit is sent into us. How? Through the preaching of this gospel. Now, I know it sounds maybe a little different. Believe, in other words, if Yahshua comes into you, you have to believe that. And you have to listen to him. Now, that's hard. Because when he comes into us, it doesn't wipe us into perfection in one millisecond. And um, Dr. Dennis from Oceanside, he said, Yahshua comes into us and we begin to take on his nature. And it begins to change us and we begin to manifest and these attributes begin to grow in us. See, this, you have to grow in this gospel. In other words, we have a natural example. Was anybody born from your mother's womb fully everything? Do you know they say that your brain isn't fully developed till 27? 27? <clears throat> but you got to go to work, get a job. <laughs> Fix your bed, drive a car, save your money, and your brain's not fully developed till you're 27. So you're not, even in the physical, you're not all together for a long time. And may I say this honestly without being critical? Some people never find out who they are. They, they have a struggle with that. In this gospel, like, I know my own physical attributes, and I'm to the point where I really don't care. Um, I'm interested in these things taking on shape and form in me and changing my disposition. First of all, to honor and worship and glorify, like she said, my real savior. I don't care. Now, see, like, this is my own heart and mind. This is. You know, things go okay. You're, you're pretty good with Yahweh. You know, you can pay the bills. You know, you're not dying immediately. You got air conditioning in the house and food in the refrigerator. What if all that goes away? What if there's a doggone power shortage? And I'm not saying there's going to be, but you, you've heard him say it, right? The rolling brownouts and stuff. We're going to curse Yahweh and die. All of a sudden, you're going to think Yahweh hates you. Job didn't do that. That's came. If Yahweh kicks the crap out of me, I'm still not going to thank Jesus for nothing. Because we're going to have to get sick and die and suffer some way anyway. What are you going to do? Say, oh, now that I'm dying, oh, you don't like me anymore. No, no. Uh-uh. See, this, this changes our mind. And what you really realize, I'm sick of this. 
how long do I have to do this stuff? <laughs> and you know how long? As long as he wants you to. That's how long it's going to be. And I, you know, that's so I just gave you a little testimony. Things don't have to go good for me, but I'm not going to, oh, oh, Yashua, you don't like me. Well, how about he suffered? <clears throat> I don't have to? I'm special. I got this other word, specialer. Specialer is more special than special. <laughs> I'm specialer than everybody else. Nothing. No. And so what, what do we do? We live day by day through faith in Yahshua to lead and guide us. And now this is this everlasting kingdom. I guess I'll do this because I don't have all the time. I got what, about 10 minutes or so. Finish out. All right. We have the word kingdom of Yahshua here on this chart in this heart. And on the on the ages and dispensation chart, well, here on this side of the cross, we have kingdom of Yahshua here. Now we mentioned briefly about there were other kingdoms. And I'd like you to get that in Daniel, the second chapter. Um, it goes down. I got it. Where it talks about an everlasting kingdom that won't be destroyed. Do you want to start where he talks about the image, or you want to go down to the interpretation? The interpretation, because we're we're out of time. Okay. Daniel the second is a good chapter to read. That's Daniel two and thirty six. This is the dream, and we will tell the interpretation thereof before the king. Thou, O king, art a king of kings. For the Elohim of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. And wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of heaven hath he given into thy hand, and hath made thee ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. Okay. I want you to go down through the different metals down mm -hmm. to where he's talking about a kingdom. Um, it could be 41 through 44. Mm -hmm. So let's do 44, it's just right in the middle. Um, okay, let's do 44th verse. And in the days of these kings shall the Elohim of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Now it shall stand forever. That's about it unless you have another verse. Now, the kingdom that he's talking about, this is a prophecy. And it's going to be fulfilled by Yahshua the Messiah. Now, interestingly enough, we can tie this in right now. What does INRI stand for? King of the Jews. See now, when he went before Pilate, I, I've said this before, this assembly before, but I, these are the things you become conscious of. Pilate goes, I say, Pilate didn't say, hi, hi, I'm, I'm, hi, Jesus, how you doing? Bad day, huh? You're in a heap of trouble. No, he didn't say that. He said, are you a king? 
They didn't even say hello. Because that had been going around. And I'm, I'm going to say it one more time. All Yahshua had to do was say no. And they would have dropped the case. Case dismissed. All right, get out of here. And they were bringing him up on charges. And who's doing it? The Jews. The Romans didn't drag him in there. The Jews did. He's saying he's a king. And, uh, and you, Pilate, you're a king. Or whoever's the king there. And we want you to do something about it. And I'll say it one more time. They're in bondage to Rome. They don't like Rome. And they don't like Rome's king. This is a real show. And what it is, it's a fulfillment of the scripture. And she mentioned a lamb, right? I worked in a butcher shop. And my boss used to go to Chicago to get meat fresh. And he had to stop after watching lambs be slaughtered. He says the most pitiful thing he's ever seen. Bam, bam. They don't even know they're going to get killed. <laughs> it broke his heart. He's a butcher. And he stopped watching animals get killed. Because they're innocent. This is the Lamb of Yahweh. And this goes back to his baptism with John here. Behold the Lamb of Yahweh who taketh away the sin. Why? Because according to the scriptures, you need to put a lamb on this altar, take away your sin, or some kind of beast. For a sin sacrifice, which is specified in Leviticus. That, now, this couldn't make the man's conscience or mind pure under this law. So this lamb, see, got lamb of Yahweh, John 1, 29. Once, see, that's when he's taken out. You take out a lamb four days before, three and a half years before he dies. When he's declared to be a lamb, he was took out. He's not going to live no normal life. He's going to die. And when he comes to Pilate, art thou a king? Thou sayest. He didn't say no. He said, thou sayest. So they put this sign up, try to humble everybody. You know, you make an example of somebody out in public. See, they used to hang and kill people to make examples. And they do like a couple hundred at one time. If you know about Rome, there'd be a, on the road, there'd be a line of crosses and people staked on them. This will show you. Yahshua the Messiah, King of the Jews. Jews say, take that down. It's he saith he's the king. What does Pilate say? What I've written, I have written. You're leaving it right there. So see, he was the king and the word, see, before Yahshua comes into the flesh, Yahweh Elohim was the king of the kingdom before mankind ever knew there was one. And we, the word was made flesh. His identity was hidden in this physical body, but this is the king of the kingdom made flesh. And he's going to die. Now you ain't, ain't, you have not. I'm white. I have to say it right. You have not ever heard of a king dying for any criminal. Heck no. I'm going to stay the king and you get to die and then get him out of here. So he comes in the form and he, this is a humbling. He humbled himself. This is in the book into a form of the flesh and dies. Now what this does is in the sight of Yahweh, it fulfills all deaths, 
all sacrifices. When he's buried, it, it fulfills all burials, the waters. When he resurrects, he resurrects. Now see, here's, I don't want to use the word trick, but here's what they've never, never figured out. He resurrected a quickening spirit. Your savior is not in a physical body like that one physical body. Yahshua in you is your hope of glory. He's in a whole lot of bodies now. Now, what does he He gave Adam that command, be fruitful and multiply. So they had lots of kids. <laughs> no birth control. Make kids. All right. Yahshua fulfilled that. That's not a commandment anymore to be fruitful and have a bunch of kids. Your mind's still under the law. Now, unless you got the money, now it's be fruitful and multiply spiritually. And Yahshua has raised up a family or a body unto himself, this body of believers that have his Holy Spirit in them. And they are now worshiping Yahweh through him in spirit and in truth. I'm not, I don't, if I want to, I don't have to get water baptized. I don't have to do any, um, oh, that's what I wear, I said, the sacraments of the church. These churches have sacraments. You got to get baptized, like in the Protestant side, baptized in communion to be a member of the church. What you have to be, see the church is his body. We have to receive his Holy Spirit to be a member of his body. And that's by grace. That's a gift. It's not nothing we can do. What can you do to make Yahweh give you the Holy Spirit? Exactly what? So all he said is believe on him who was sent. Now this gospel of the kingdom, now I really didn't get too much on the kingdom, but the kingdom is where we are all gathered and it's currently in this age. On this earth, it's just as invisible as it can be. You're not your church on the corner this square box that we're in, rectangular box, this is not the kingdom. But this kingdom is being populated right now. Yes, you have to go to heaven before you die. You go to the earth, go to the grave and don't this, you're not in the kingdom. And that's the mercy and grace of God. And my time's up, but to, to be able to be translated into this kingdom now. Okay, I, I, I can do this. How many people are going to the Florida convention? No. How many got a room there? A room there, right? You had to make a reservation for that. You had to tell them who you are. You had to show them a credit card. You guarantee payment. See, our reservation, see, we've already made our reservation into the kingdom through faith in Yahshua the Messiah. The room, the kingdom is a realm. I can get in all that later some other time. In the next stage, the kingdom in mortality, we've already made our reservation. There's a, I'm just using physical words. You know, there's a room waiting for us already. There's a place for us. And we're already current present tense in the body of Yahshua the Messiah, who happens to be the king of the kingdom. Now he's done that for us, not 
for anything special we've done. But he's translated us, and it's, a, it's this gospel preached to us that we've received, and it's his mercy of putting his spirit into us through faith. That's as far as I can go with it today, but we'll never stop thanking him for that. That is the greatest gift we can receive. And then we, I'm asking him just to give me the patience to put up with this stuff, right? And with my own aches and pains, my own decline. I'm on the decline, in case you don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, every day, you're just one step closer. And you know what? I'm not afraid. I hope it doesn't hurt too much, but they got pills, right? Thank you very much. Hope you got something out of it. And I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you, Dr. Domus. Don't forget your tablet and your mask. <laughs> and before I announce our next speaker, I'd like to acknowledge a returning visitor. We're very happy to see you, Mr. Quincy Gamble. Happy to see you. And for our last speaker of the afternoon, I believe we're happy to call Dr. Rhonda Brazil. Good afternoon to the class. And if I stumble a bit, it's because I probably haven't worn heels in five years. So, but I am very thankful and grateful to see all of you and to be here. And um, I suppose I'll start with a personal testimony. As many of you know, my mom had a diagnosis and had surgery. And because she was going through what she was going through, I decided to get checked myself. And I had the same thing. And I said, you gave me what you had. Caught it from the Found out it runs in my family. And I had surgery as well. And so the diagnosis was cancer. And the doctors, of course, were very sympathetic. And they said, you know, we're sorry that this is happening to you and your mom, you know, and we, we hope that everything, and I told the doctors, and I meant this, we're not afraid of this. That's what Dr. Domus ended with. And that's what I want to start with. We're not afraid of this. Dr. Kinley said cancer was a common cold to Yahweh. And we know Yahweh. And the reason why we're not afraid is because this is not our life. This is a physical body. This is a physical world. And if you are not watching the news, it's going to hell in a handbasket quickly. And we have to get in our heads. This is not our existence. 
This is not the real you. The real you is your soul, your inner man. So when I said I had no fear, I told you before, Yahweh took my fear of flying from me because he made me not afraid to die. I'm talking about the cessation of this physical existence. My mother doesn't have that and I don't have that anymore. Thank you, Yahshua. And that's what we mean. That's what this teaching does for you. It eliminates the fear of death completely. Now, we're not just talking. Those aren't pretty words. I'm not just saying that to make you feel good. That's the truth. We're not afraid. And I told the doctor that we're not afraid. But I'm going to tell you exactly what Yahweh had in my mind. What repeatedly went through my head. If I close my eyes on that surgery table from this light and open my eyes in that next one, I wanted everyone to be okay. I wanted to be okay. What Yahweh kept putting through my head is what Dr. Henry said. He said, you be ready to be revealed at any moment. He said, not getting ready. He said, you be ready. That that's what kept going through my head. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready to be revealed. And I wanted to be clear about what that meant. He said, not getting ready, be ready. So the answer, what does that mean to be ready? is in the scripture. And I want you to go get it. Go to Exodus, the 12th chapter, where Yahweh has told us repeatedly about this migratory pattern. And he's described to us what he told them when they were departing this land of Egypt. This migratory pattern, which is depicted in the larger form on this chart, through the vision and revelation that Yahweh gave to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kelly, which explained the mysteries of the Bible that no preacher, rabbi, priest, or otherwise could explain. They don't know why the Bible is written the way that it is and why it is depicting what it is. But Yahweh gave a vision to a man in the year 1931 and described from beginning, that's what you're seeing on this chart, from beginning, Yahweh is spirit. We all begin in spirit. We have a 40-plate chart that describes in 40 different plates the history of mankind from beginning to ending. Yahweh showed Moses the origins of the creation of the heaven and earth. He revealed to John its conclusion. They are likened unto the two archangels that are witnessing the purpose of Yahweh and Yahweh Elohim operating that purpose in the middle. That's what this says. This whole chart is showing you beginning to ending. You understand? First and last. Eternity eternity that's what this chart is showing you eternity to eternity you understand the creation abides within Yahweh or eternity and you have these ages and dispensations which Yahweh is working his purpose throughout these ages and dispensations you understand this has a conclusion it has a point it has an objective it's not just information to know 
it has a point. Yahweh said and explained to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kelly, that he is writing his story. And in that migratory pattern, the entire purpose of Yahweh is revealed. The entire purpose is revealed in the migratory pattern. The migratory pattern began with the calling of Abraham in Canaan land. It didn't begin in Egypt. That's right. It began up here, Canaan land. And what Yahweh described to our founder was about this divine pattern. Elohim is the original pattern of the universe. So that divine pattern was codified, if you will, and made manifest in the wilderness as the tabernacle pattern. The tabernacle pattern depicts a ministry that has a round trip going from that most holy place through the holy place into the court roundabout, back through the holy place, into the most holy place, back through the holy place, to the court roundabout, back through the holy. You understand? It's a cyclical round yeah. trip. Thereby describing when Yahweh showed Moses this pattern, the days of creation, and then the genealogies of mankind all the way down to the Messiah, he showed Moses how every event is operated according to that pattern. And it is simply a repeat. It just continues to repeat, repeat, repeat. So when Yahweh showed us this migratory pattern, the principles in it are going to repeat. Therefore, we can know exactly what will happen next. If we look at what Yahweh showed, I told you, what's the question? What does be ready mean? So when he told these children of Israel from Canaan land that he will bless them, as the stars of heaven and sands of sea, he told Abraham that. He told him he would multiply his seed as the stars of heaven and sands of sea, as Dr. Doma said. He's not talking about having a whole lot of kids. He's talking about Yahweh's purpose to multiply his spirit, both in heaven and in earth. So he did that with an example of Ishmael and Isaac. Ishmael was the first son born of Abraham through the bondwoman, Hagar, because they didn't believe Yahweh was going to do that. He said, go into the bondwoman to have kids. Can't be me because I'm Sarah. I'm barren. I ain't never had kids. So it got to be somebody else. That was all according to the purpose of Yahweh. And it make no mistake to do that. Yahweh set that up that way to show forth his purpose. So Ishmael was the firstborn son, but he's born of the bondwoman or after the flesh, the will of the flesh. Hagar can have kids. No, Yahweh told Abraham, you're going to have a child with your wife, Sarah, who can't have kids, can't physically have kids. Not only that, he was 75 when he was told that. But when Sarah and Abraham had their child, Yahweh appeared to Abraham a year before it was going to happen. He was 99. He said, this time next year is your time of life. You're going to have your child by your wife, Sarah. Abraham laughed. Sarah laughed. So you got to be kidding me because it's not after the will of the flesh. So we get caught on the flesh. No, Yahweh's doing this by the spirit. Right. 
And that's what you have to learn to understand and recognize. This teaching it says in your Elohim book, it's transforming our carnal mind to understand something spiritual, not just looking at this flesh all the time. This is not going with you. You are not taking nothing with you and you are leaving here. So be ready. That's what he's talking about, be ready. So Ishmael was after the flesh, but Isaac was after the promise. That child was born by the power of Yahweh because it wasn't Abraham and his strength or Sarah and her strength. She was barren. I want you to understand that. Yes. She's 90. She never had kids. She had a child that was not after the will of the flesh. That's what Isaac represents. He represents Yahshua Messiah, not born of the will of the flesh, but the begotten son. So when Isaac was to be slain, Abraham was told, you take your son, your only son, and you slay him. Abraham wasn't afraid of that. He'd seen the child born from the dead. He wasn't afraid to go slay him. When we say no fear, we mean no fear. We have faith in Yahweh because you didn't see something. And so when Abraham went to go slay that child, that's when Yahweh said, now I know that you will not even withhold oh, your firstborn yes. from me. Yes. That I will bless you and you will not have to slay that child. I just was not the real. He was a type. You understand? Yahshua's the real that's going to be slain. But that promise was made here in Canaan land. But when he made that promise, he said, but first, your seed must go down and be evil and treated in the land where there will be strangers. You understand? And I will bring them up by a mighty hand and bring them to this land and give them this land. He told them that in Canaan land. So Yahweh made the provision for Joseph to be sold down into Egypt. And then his brothers didn't even get to it enough to sell him into Egypt. They threw him in the pit. They said, all right, you take it too long. He had people come along and take him out the pit and take him to Egypt. They ain't getting no money for him. They come back, he gone. God, what are we going to do? Let's tell him that he was slain. You understand? And when Joseph gets down here, he's an interpreter of Jesus. It's like Daniel that you just read in the scripture lesson. It's a repeat. Daniel is in the prophet. Joseph is in the law. Yahweh said to the law and to the prophet. He's just going to repeat it. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over, stammering lips and another tongue. So when he talked about be ready, listen, when he put them down here in Egypt, put Joseph down there, he put Joseph down there to raise Egypt up to be the kingdom that he's going to come in and conquer. Joseph is given that dream of the seven fat cows, seven lean cows, and explains to Pharaoh what he needs to do. When Pharaoh follows what Yahweh said through Joseph, then he becomes a great nation down here. And Yahweh says, this great nation, he raises up Pharaoh, and now Pharaoh's going to be all upset. And, you know, when Joseph's family finally come down here, he put them over in Goshen because they don't like no shepherds. So they over there in Goshen and he multiplies them greatly. And so then another Pharaoh comes up, don't know nothing about Joseph, says, oh, these people are getting too, too big. We got to do something. They put out a death decree. 
and they enslaved these folks, you understand, to be their servants, to build his treasure cities. And so here you got this king building treasure monuments and whatnot, just like he had Nebuchadnezzar doing that. You understand, I looked up when we were sitting and reading that about that image of gold. And I appreciate you bringing that out, that it was an image of Nebuchadnezzar. Because I was wondering, what do you make? You know, and that image was, it said three score cubits. A cubit is about 18 inches. A score is 20. So three score is 60 times 18. That's 1,000, calculated, 1,080 inches which is 90 feet. I mean, I did not know that that was the image of 90 feet. I put in the Google, cause you can, listen, ain't nobody got no excuse for being stupid about nothing. Google it. You put in Google, what is 90 feet? I said, what's 90 feet? Yeah, yeah Ferris was 90 feet, they had a lighthouse. But do you know they have a Our Lady of the Rockies? Have you heard that? Do you remember Touchdown Jesus? Yeah. Over on night, I didn't say anything. Remember the Jesus yeah. yeah. <laughs> They got struck by lightning and caught fire. Oh, it's so funny. And they used to write it on the internet and say, God said, don't make no graven images. <laughs> it was, well, anyway, if you didn't see that, they built another one. It might be 98. But the one, our rock, our lady of the Rockies, Google it, our lady of the Rockies, like Rocky Mountains, it's over in Butte, Montana. It's a 90 foot statue of Virgin Mary. I said, no way. It's a repaint. They built a 90 foot image of that idol in Nebuchadnezzar. They done built this 90 foot image of Mary in our country, Butte, Montana. You go on your, and you can see, 90 foot image looks like. I said, I can't believe they made that thing. And it was an image of him and you bow down and worship that. Nuh-uh, nuh-uh, that's what they did. And so here, this treasure city down here in Egypt, he building all kinds of temples and edifices and pyramids and all kinds of gods. And Yahweh said, oh no, so he built this up to conquer it. He talked about conquering something. You have to understand how great this was down here. This was monumental. This was a world, you know, and Pharaoh was this God. Wasn't just some man. He was a God down there. So when they came down there with the name, I don't know this Yahweh, neither did mama let them go. Well, by the time it was over with, not only did they know who Yahweh was, everybody knew who Yahweh was. It's just a repeat. You see the things happening in this world. Yahweh is getting the, he's ready to show up. You understand? Everybody's world's about to change. And this is not a joke because Yahweh was taking them out of this land of Egypt. He made that a great and powerful nation. And then he took that out and he delivered his people up. And this is what he told them to do. You take out a lamb because it's representing Yahshua Messiah. He didn't say get spears. He didn't say organize groups of armies. He didn't say do nothing like that. He said, you take out a lamb. He's telling you how to be ready. That's to be ready. 
take out a lamb. What's that lamb? The lamb is Yahshua the Messiah. We ain't talking about physically eating his body and blood, but we talk about you have to consume and have within you a knowledge and workable understanding of your heavenly father and how he operates. That's the only way, not a surface gloss of it. How do you understand not to have fear down? Because you know where you're going. And you've seen where you're going. You know that Yahweh made an example of that kingdom with Solomon's temple. I had no idea how monumental and magnificent that temple was. But there is a lecture. This is how merciful our Elohim is. He done told us all this stuff. World is still groping in darkness about this, but they have materials where they've done the research about what it did not look anything like this. It did not look anything like this tabernacle. The Solomon's temple was constructed. It was magnificent. It was it's the, the structure of it. There's a lecture, Dr. Dennis Allen in Florida did a two-part lecture comparing the tabernacle to the temple. I encourage you to think. It's not about acquiring knowledge. It's about understanding what principle Yahweh has revealed about what his kingdom is like. This temple manifested that. The way they constructed it was, it was a man's body sitting on a throne. That man is this man, Elohim. That temple was glorious. It had a court, it, the way they had the court set up, I had no idea. But when I heard that, that I understand Yahweh's transforming a car of mind. We ain't talking about a physical temple. We're talking about what that represented from a spiritual standpoint. That's the body of Elohim. Yahshua's body, physical body, reflected in this tabernacle in the wilderness. That's what the vision told us. The temple was reflective of Elohim's body. And when you see the magnificence of this temple and understand that you are made lively stones in the temple, what are you afraid of? You know where you're going. He had a court for the women, for the eunuchs, for the Gentiles. All nations could come. Into, and listen, when that sun hit that dome that was bright gold, all nations could see it. And that was reflecting what you're doing spiritually. That's the kingdom he's talking about that was set up and cannot be destroyed. And you being a member of that, you ain't got no fear of this no more. It's amazing because, listen, this is what Yahweh did was sudden. He told them, be ready. So they had to have that lamb. They had to consume all of it. Could nothing of the physical lamb be left until the morning? And if you got that in Exodus 12, I want you to pick up right there where he says, leave nothing of it to the morning. What's mm -hmm. the next verse say? Okay. Uh, this is Exodus 12. And I'll start at 10. Okay. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. Right. And that which remaineth of it until the morning, ye shall burn with fire. Right. And thus shall you eat it. 
With your loins girded. With your loins girded. Your shoes on your feet. Your shoes on your feet. And your staff in your your hand. your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste. Eat it in haste. It is Yahweh's Passover. It's Yahweh's Passover. We are leaving. That's not getting ready. I go through this every time. I got to go anywhere with my mama. So I ask her to be ready. And when I get there, she's not. And what's not ready? Well, I gotta find my another. Wait, I gotta do this. Is the stove off? Did we do this? Ah, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's a condition. I tell you, you got a problem. You have some kind of mental block about getting out the door. It's funny. And then it isn't. But, you know, be ready. Have your shoes on, your loins girded. This is your loins. You have your girdle on, your coat, your staff in your hand, and be ready to go. That's be ready. So when they had to have that lamb in them, nothing of it could be remaining to the morning. That's how we know Yahshua didn't raise no physical body. We ain't looking for him in the flesh anymore. Because he's a quickening spirit that's manifest in you. Your learning, your revelation, your understanding is happening within you. I do not have anything to do with that. That's happening in you. And you have to recognize that, not the person on the floor. What this is doing in you. Because I won't be there to hold your hand through whatever tribulation you're going through. And you've been through enough of them to know he's there. You should have been paying attention at all. You understand? Yahweh has proven to us that he's the Elohim he said. Proven to us. So we don't have any reason to doubt him at any stage of it, which is what they did. They were written for our example. They come to a Red Sea and they start crying. He said to them, stand still and see the salvation of Yahweh. So when you come to the adversity, you be still. Don't start in your head. Be still and ask Yahshua and then wait with patience and you will see him to deliver you. Now, listen, this is what he showed through all of this. When Yahweh created this man and placed him in the garden, gave him one commandment. He said, you shall not eat of the tree in the midst of the garden, for in the day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Yahweh knew what the man was going to do because he did not say, if you eat, you will surely die. He said, in the day you eat, you will surely die. And that man was given a help, meat or fit for him. Because all the beasts of the field were paraded before him. He named them all, but none were like him. So Yahweh created that one man by taking the rib and the womb from the man and making womb man. That's why he says, this is bone of my bone, that's the rib, flesh of my flesh, that's the womb. And she shall be called woman. She was taken out of man, you understand? Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his bride, which is what he did. When she partook of the fruit after being beguiled by the serpent. Now he beguiled her by appealing to her vanity. 
saying that she would be like Elohim if she did this. Well, what she was doing was contrary to what Yahweh said not do. Yahweh told us from the beginning what that has consequences. Doing what Yahweh said not do or not doing what Yahweh say do has consequences. There's no way around it. He done showed that all the way through. So when the woman did that, and then she partook of that fruit with the man, he's sitting there watching the whole thing. He is Yahweh Elohim manifested in him. You understand? A type of Ashur the Messiah. But he does not know anything about death by practical standpoint. He never seen anything die. So he don't know what that is. But he knows Yahweh told him the truth. And he's not deceived by that serpent talking about you will be like Elohim, knowing good and evil. He knows that Yahweh said you will die. Because what that serpent said to her was you will not surely die. Well, Yahweh said you will. You understand? And Yahweh know what he's talking about. Listen, Yahweh's the only one that knows what he's talking about. Don't nobody else know what he's talking about. Don't nobody sitting on the seat learning it. Yahweh didn't have to learn it. Dr. Killing didn't have to learn it. Everybody else had to learn it. They had to sit here. So they had no big eyes and little U's. They misunderstood things. We misunderstood things. Have to be taught things. Have to be corrected. That didn't happen here. That didn't happen here. Dr. Killing said, you ain't telling me nothing. Because it wasn't him no more. In 1931, Kenley died. Yahweh Elohim took over that body. He the only one know what he's talking about. So here, when Yahweh said to them, you will surely die. You understand? When that man saw that, he had been imbued by Yahweh Elohim with that philoprogenitiveness. That is the instinctive love of a parent for his offspring. Eve was his offspring. So he loved her. And when he saw what she had done, he willingly died for his bride. He knew that the consequence would be death. He partook of that for her. You understand? And she and he had to be come out of that garden. But Yahweh said to them that if they would continue in faith and sobriety, she will be saved in childbearing. What it is is that Yahshua the Messiah is coming down through the lineage of mankind and he is going to be born of a woman. So they have to have children. And he gave them the commandment, be fruitful and multiply when they were up here. I told you the purpose started up here. Purpose starts up here. You understand? Up here they said be fruitful and multiply, but they are spiritual minded. They couldn't do that. That lets you know Yahweh had already said up. They got to come down. And that was a death. And there's a burial because all mankind is buried in that. But the resurrection is in Yahshua the Messiah that comes down. And that's always going to be the case. Yahweh said, that precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept. That's Isaiah 28 9. To whom shall he teach knowledge and make to understand doctrine? You want to understand how Yahweh is doing a thing so that you and I have absolute faith in him. It's precept upon precept. So there's a death principle that goes along with this blood where you see death, which is intangible. There's a tangible show of blood. When you see burial, which is another intangible principle, burial or immersion, that's done in water or dirt or sound or the sound of my voice, you're being immersed or baptized, buried in. 
And when you see the spirit, that's a resurrection that goes along with the spirit that's performing that resurrection. That's the eternal power of Yahweh. It's the resurrection. He talked about Romans 1.19, his eternal power and supernal nature. The eternal power is resurrection. You see it every year. The eternal power spring after winter. That is without fail. So that death and blood, that burial and water, that resurrection and spirit, it will always happen that way. It will never skip a beat. You understand? There's never a time when one isn't happening. That used to be a doctrine in school. There ain't no resurrection in that place. Now some man told you that. I said, Yahweh's the one that knows what he's talking about. Not no man. The Yahweh said to Isaiah, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. He ain't talking about skipping. Don't know that. Ain't nothing not there all of a sudden. You have a divine pattern. Death, burial, resurrection, blood, water, spirit must happen that way. Every time. Ain't no plate where it ain't so. That's not the case. Yahweh said. So you follow what Yahweh said. Not what somebody said. Then, then he showed that in the Adamic. Um, in the Adamic, he showed it in the Noahic. Where he preached to them. And it says in Ezekiel 33, 4 through 6. That when the watchman sees that. He warns the people. Then the blood is on their head. You don't see people covered with blood. It's not about a principle. It's your fault. You didn't listen. So the blood's on your head, and the watchman is absolved of the responsibility. And did they die? Yes, they did in those waters. Were they buried? Yes, they were in some water. The principle's always there. But did it resurrect? This ark rose above the water. This ark represented Yahshua. Talk about be ready. They were ready. Guess what? They were in that ark seven days. Not sitting there, not getting ready, not about to be. They were ready. You must be in Yahshua to be ready. That's what they were, in the ark. Ready. We're ready. I'm ready. So you talk about, now not ready is what you see with Lot. Yes, yes. When he told them, you get your stuff and get out of here. And they said, uh, 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 they lingered. Y'all yes. had to go in there and grab them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's what we talk about. Be ready. I hope you got something out of it. All praise to <laughs> Yahshua. Thank you, Dr. Brazil, for that uh, beautiful testimony. And it's a great conclusion to this class. And we do hope and pray that something was said to not only make you come back, to make you take this thing seriously. It's not a joke. It's not a, it shouldn't be a surface level thing to you. Every now and again, I come, be ready. This is serious. We're all leaving here, collectively or individually, but you're gonna leave here. So what should your attitude and disposition be? I am so grateful that Yahweh keeps calling me back and I ask him to keep doing it because I know it's nothing to do with me. Felicia ain't had nothing to do with this. So I am once again, so happy to see everybody. I am serious. I just, 
it warms my heart and it brings me joy to see Yahweh filling this up and continuing to make us come because you are the only family I have. Spirit is thicker than blood. Always have been, always will be. This is my family. Please come back. Please take this thing seriously. I love you all. We love you all. Those on YouTube as well, our brethren in Russia, we love you. We love you. We love you. Please take this thing seriously and come back. That does bring a conclusion to our lecture. We want to thank all our visiting brethren. We love you. It's good to see you all. Our brethren that ain't been here in a minute, come back. This is where you belong. This is your home. This is for you. For you. We hold our classes here, well, on YouTube every Tuesday and Thursday from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sundays on YouTube, 11.30 to 1.30. When we do have in-person classes, they're usually 11 to 1. And the location does change and it may change. So every time we put out an email for an in-person class, please pay attention to the location because it may change. With that, we want to say our class is supported by donations and we do appreciate your donations and may we all stand to be dismissed. Now to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his joy, before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our Sovereign, belong glory, majesty, dominion, and power before all time now and forever. Let us all say hallelujah. hallelujah.